Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ngakadu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of April 16th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hello, everyone. Ginky. Oh, Ginky, indeed. How you guys doing, and what you been listening to? Let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, no, I'm doing real good. Glad to be here. I have been listening to uh, a few interesting things. I went back earlier today and I was listening to some old IVVY or IV as I like to call them. Uh, I have been checking out a new uh, three-member pop rock band called Spirispeaka, which I will gladly touch on at a later date. And other than that, I haven't been listening to too, too much. Uh, this week's MC, which we'll get to, I'm really excited for. Oh, yeah, I've been listening to Aimee. I totally forgot about Aimee. Uh, I have been listening to Aimee. Uh, her restarting single is fantastic, and uh, I've been enjoying that a lot. Uh, what have you been listening to, Luna? I assume the voice actress Aimee and not the vocalist yes, Aimee, yes, right? The, <laughs> yes, the voice actress Aimee, yes. So I've been listening to mainly Kodakumi because on Monday I watched her My Name Is Tour and that was freaking fantastic. The set list was just so versatile and I loved it. So I started re-listening to all her music again. Then I watched her Walk of My Life tour on Tuesday. So I really, really dived back into her. I'm upset Apple doesn't have all her music on there, actually, but I own it, so whatevs. Also went back to Cream, still on a Cream streak, same with Crazy Boy, and was actually went back to Yao Sobi. I started listening to a lot of American R&B music from, you know, 90s, 2000s. Uh, let's see what else. Max, I went back to their older music. I just was on this Eurobeat. Girl Group Streak, so some speed as well. And what else? There was something big I was listening to besides that. Uh, I guess I'll just say mainly Kodakumi. And what about you, Ken? What have you been listening to? I've been listening to a little hodgepodge of things here. First of all, I was listening to Tendre's latest digital single, piece which was very interesting because he actually just made his major label debut last week as well so been kind of going through that and just really really liking it then i've been listening to chapman's yoake single which was also really good homecomings with cakes their ep is really really great i've been really enjoying that really looking forward to to moving so that which is their their next upcoming album so i'm looking forward to that subway j dream with falling orange that single is absolutely freaking amazing i've been actually in love with that ever since i found them a couple weeks back i also listened to she is summer's track door which was really really good and really 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 loving that's probably one of my favorite songs that i've listened to throughout this past week and then Klumpo, who is a very interesting thing because she's one of the vocalists from Bandmade and she kind of made her solo debut, so to speak, with this new project called Klumpo and 
with her release of Peace and Love that's actually really, really good. So I've been looking forward to that release kind of since we reported it a couple weeks back. So with that, let's continue on. A little couple news pieces here because it's actually really interesting that's been happening over the last couple weeks since in the industry. And <laughs> first off is it, it, this affects me for our show in about a couple weeks because Ali... The their their opening that they were gonna use is unfortunately not gonna be used anymore for their for their for their thing for the world ends with you the song teen a uh, teenage city riot so and that's the re- the reason why is because their drummer Kahadio got arrested <laughs> we don't know what he got arrested for we there's it's a very very sparse but. They scrubbed every little information about them being a part of the series off the internet at all. They they don't even have the 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 release on their site. They took it off the of CD Japan, I believe, as well, right, Luna? Yep, it's gone. Never exists. So I'm pretty sure if anyone pre-ordered a copy, it got cancelled immediately, or if you did get a copy, you have a very very rare thing in music history right now, because especially if you got the anime special edition one that they got it's for it's gonna be a song for an anime that isn't part of the anime no more <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anyone, I mean, I'm sure they sent out promo copies ahead of time. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's the only thing that's in circulation because they no, pulled that fast. Even if there's promo copies, it would probably be only digital releases because they're kind of making that. Especially if they give it to like press, it would be it's digital releases. Digital. Yeah, like how we've been given in the past. Yeah, because the world ends with you. I mean, it premieres. Uh, let me double check, but I think it might have already premiered. Like it, it premiered, it premiered this past week. So yeah, so they, I mean, they this decision was made last minute. It really makes you wonder uh, what on earth happened. Uh, it, I, we, this decision we know, was made. Wow. this decision was made a day before the anime premiered. Oh wow! So yeah, they they. I'm assuming the executives had to know like this is coming down the pike, and they probably had like a backup song, and they probably used. The, the same did, opening that they made just swapped out the song. Hopefully, it ma- hopefully the timing matches on a few things, but or they just changed it into a, a another song in the anime soundtrack. That's probably what's going yeah. to happen. That, that's possible. Yeah, because it's I, I hard to, to check get a, it out. It's hard to get a song last minute when something like this happens. I mean, yes, they might have a backup, but they're gonna have to lace that in there. And I mean. Who knows what's going to happen with it? I, I'm very curious because I mean, Sony scrubbed this super fast, and and you kind of wonder what's going to happen to Ali with the, this this big song for this huge anime being completely scrubbed, and I mean wiped off the internet. So I'm very curious to to see what's going to be down the pipeline in general. Like, what's Sony going to actually do? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens because uh, I I was looking forward to it. I hope somehow, some way, we one day get to hear it. Uh, I mean, I was looking forward to that song, but now that it's not a part of the anime, I think there's a licensing issue that they might run into with releasing it. So you you never know. Uh, with yeah, they that might either get released. Yeah, 
yeah, they might just not release it overall, which yeah. which sucks. Which sucks because it was a pretty hype song because this was they were really picking up steam with their 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 last album. So yeah, yeah, and I know Jujutsu Kaisen helped put them on the map because that that show wound up being insanely popular and. Lost in Paradise, I know, is a really popular song. It has over two, three million views on YouTube. So, you know, you know, a ton of people were checking that song out. So, yeah, this yeah, I mean, is this is a blow. Ever, ever since they they got paired with Sony with their release with the Base Star song, I, I think their their trajectory was going up and up and up. But it sucks. But I mean, if we see any more news about this. We'll see. I mean, it'll suck because one of the unfortunate things that might happen is they might need to drop him, the the drummer. They might need to drop Kahideo. So, well, and, depending on his charges, they're probably they're probably going to have to anyways because he could be he could yeah. be in jail for a, a substantial amount of time, and I, I don't yeah. think the band's going to put their life on hold just for him. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it might just happen where they just drop him and they do support bands, so or support members. So we'll we'll see. I mean they're they're a very support heavy band. In general, so. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what see what happens with this and what Ali's gonna do. I mean that's not the only big news that we kind of got here, and it's that. <laughs> It, this really, really sucks for this guy, for, for Daichi. So, th- the member Daichi of the lovely group, The Pump, announced that he'll be withdrawing from the group pretty much immediately uh, at the end of the month on April 30th. And he'll be retiring from the industry, entertainment industry as a whole. And the reason why is because apparently has really bad case of hernias and it's been a chronic disease for him for like over the course of years and that that sucks and that sucks it really honestly sucks yeah i I was blown away when i read that when i saw how long he had had his hernia problem i was like whoa dude and and i get it like uh they they, you know the, the group has been on fire for uh a while now and you know if he bows out for like a couple of months and he doesn't show up he doesn't get paid so i i get where he's coming from like he couldn't you know you know take time to deal with this so but i i could not imagine doing you know doing what they do in the condition that he was in like he had to be in excruciating pain at the end of each episode at the end of each performance so i mean the guy's got guts I'll, I'll give it that yeah i'm very surprised he kept on doing what he's been doing for this long with a hernia because i mean that's that's really painful so i mean i'm sad to see him go into early retirement but i think it's best for him and his health and that should come first yeah i mean it sucks because he'll he'll still be performing till april 30th and if you guys do check out like the music shows his last performance will probably be broadcast around midway, mid-May. So, you know, we wish him the best of health and good luck in future endeavors as of right now. So, is what it is. But yeah, with that, let's continue on to our topic this week. And this was very interesting because pretty much one artist 
really made me think of this this topic and that was crystal k with her covers as of late and the trend of covers has always been a popular thing to say the least so i i asked you guys about this is if there is a particular song that you would like to have covered by a current artist what would it be and if it is a different genre from the original song compared to the artist that is you're going to have how would you like to hear it so let's start with you luna just go all three all at once and we'll give our critiques here and there (laughs) okay so my first one is i would like to see beverly cover mariah carey's fantasy Mm -hmm. and the reason why is one i've been on a huge mariah carey kick and i feel like her song fantasy is not one that gets covered often you hear hero and dream lover you know always be my baby you hear a lot of those big ones get covered by both american you know like international artists japanese artists but i honestly cannot remember if i've ever heard a cover of fantasy and i think beverly with her vocal capabilities would be fantastic at it i know she probably can't do the whistle pitch because there's only a few people who can however she has such strong vocals and you could hear that in her most recent cover endless love And I would like to see her try to tackle something really big. And I think Fantasy would be one of those tracks as she could utilize her vocals to make it her own to fit her comfort level. But I I think it fit. I honestly wouldn't change the composition too much. I think I just speed it up a little to make so Beverly's vocals could handle it and also it'd make it a little poppier because that's Beverly's style while I see Beverly doing more of the pop than R&B, but I think that would fit very well with how her vocals work. Um, and I also think it'd be neat to see her add some of her own flair to it because Mariah Carey has her own flair to make it recognizable. I'd like to see Beverly do the same thing and not just do your ordinary cover to a T, but change a little bit of something in it to make it her own. Yeah, no, when I saw that you had initially put that down, first of all, I thought of Rush Hour, so that, that I, it took me a while to get that out of my head. So, thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. I'm sure, you love that video. I love. Oh yeah, and that that music video was it scared the bejesus out of me because I looked up and not paying attention, I see a clown like two inches from my face. So, <laughs> so that that was a whole bag of bag of fun there. I was going to ask about the composition, but you pretty much answered it for me. It it would be very interesting to see Beverly kind of tackle this. Now, I, I I would think a little faster composition would help her out in the long run. So that'd be fairly cool, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I think you made a lot of good points uh, with uh, Beverly and Fancy. I think this would be a good song for her. Uh, one of the big things that, that kind of came to my mind uh, was I was curious... Uh, would you leave the song in English, or uh, would you try try to see if Beverly could do like a like a hybrid Japanese English cover of the song, and, and you know put like a little bit more of a Japanese spin on it? I would honestly leave it in English. I feel like with Fantasy, it is a track. Even if you did a combination with Japanese and English, it would still lose. It, it would not translate correctly. 
And that's kind of why I think it should be left in English. It would be a very awkward song to try to do that mix with. Yeah, no, I, I can I can totally see that because um, it, it, it really does have a pretty interesting and unique cadence. And I, I don't know if the Japanese language would really fit in it. Uh, so, um, I mean, I, I think if anyone could pull it off, it would be Beverly. And that, I, that's why I was curious. I was, I was wondering if, um, if you would, what you kind of had in mind there. Yeah, it's just, it's just one of those odd ones. I feel like with a lot of Mariah Carey songs, I don't know how many of those would translate very well. Also, given the context, too, sometimes it's hard to translate a track like Fantasy. And that's one of the bases I feel about it, too. Even if you did do a hybrid, making that flow with the vocal style as well, like you said, with the cadence, it would be a little bit hard to do that, too. So the next one is I would like to see Fakey cover Tora 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 by Max. So those of you who don't know, because a lot of people aren't as familiar with Max, but they were big back in the late 90s, early 2000s. They did a lot of Eurobeat, techno-style dance music. They were a four-member girl group. And I've been going back to them a lot. And despite the composition and type of style Toto 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 is... I would love to see Fakey cover it because one, they're also four members, just like Max. And two, Fakey would, I think, would do fantastic with, they do fantastic with dance music. And Toto 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 is a very dance heavy track. And it's, of course, you know, the Eurobeat style. However, I would love to see Fakey maybe do two different types of ones. One, I want them to see them put their own spin on it. And by spin, I mean modernize it to what they do now, like today's current dance music. And I think they would do a very good job rearranging the composition that it still keeps the same flow as Toto 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 has that Max did, but still make it their own and make it sound like something would today that was modern, like I guess you would say maybe EDM-ish. Plus, I think Fakie's vocals would help Tora 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 as I know it's not a super vocal heavy track, but I would like to see them put some of their flair in it. And I think they do fantastic at that. The other version I would like to see them do is I would like to see them do it almost a direct cover of this and see how they would handle doing this track like it is, because I think that would be very interesting especially in today's music, because you don't hear a track like Toto Toto Toto. Yeah, no, I think it's very interesting that, that you picked Toto 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 specifically. But, well, I mean, not too surprised because of your your pick that we talked about last week. So it'd be very interesting to kind of connect the generation, so to speak. And I, I got to say, Fakey seems like a fairly good group that you picked for, for this for this cover, the only thing I would make it is you just speed it up. <laughs> it's mostly because I don't know how they would handle a much more slower song than what they're used to, I think. Or this yeah. style, compos- uh, composition style, I would say. Not so much a slower song, but the composition style is a little bit different than what they're used to. So it would be very interesting to kind of see it to make it their own. I agree, because like you said with the composition, it's a fast track. However, it's just because that composition is stuck to that time period. So I would like, like, 
seeing him put a today's spin on it would be very unique and I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I can totally see where you're coming from. And I do I I do think like uh this is pretty close to yeah, obviously it's an older iteration of it, but I mean I, I could easily see Fakey doing something very similar to this. It it doesn't feel like the song as is would be really outside of their wheelhouse. Uh and, and I think they could definitely pull it off. Uh I mean it is a pretty fast beat song. Uh the composition uh being Eurobeat and then they're because they don't typically deal with Eurobeat, I, I think it might would throw them a little bit. But I think they'd be up for the challenge and they're very capable artists. So I mean I, I really think they could do almost as is and uh, and I think that would be a pretty interesting to see overall. And I'm glad you picked Tor Tor Tor. I had never heard it <laughs> until uh I was prepping for the show and I, I got to listen to it. So that was it was very interesting. You got a taste of the past. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully it's not gone forever. Well, right, I don't think so Max will come back, but uh, they're still hopefully together. Eurobeat comes back. Oh, well, hey, they go. Yeah, there's, they still do stuff. There's only three members now, but they're still together and they still... But they don't release like a ton. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. So my next one is I would like to see Millet cover Onitsuka Chihiro's Get Cole. So this is probably one of my absolute favorite songs by Onitsuka. And I think Millet would be a very good choice because in a way it's in her in it's it's pretty much in her wheelhouse because Millet does a similar style to this now. However, Onitsuka Chihiro has a very unique vocal style and so does Millet, but they're different type of vocal styles. And that's one of the reasons I would like to put Millet in there and see what she could do. I think she could pull it off and I just want to hear her sing, Millet sing it in her, you know, in her voice. I want to see if she can pull some of the high notes off, which I know she could. And Onitsuka Chihiro can go both deep and really high. And it's just such, she's such a smoky voice. And I feel like Millet doesn't have that smoky, raspy voice. However, I think since hers is smoother, it would be very interesting to see it. Being honest, I wouldn't make many changes to the comp composition at all, as in general, it could fit Millet style perfectly. Although I think like a piano rendition of Gecko would be really interesting with Millet, kind of like a first take thing. So if she did, if there was a different composition, I would love to just see a piano track and Millet doing that because I think that would be a great way to showcase the song and Millet's voice. Not to mention, Onitsuka Chihiro puts so much emotion in Gekko that it really makes you, it makes you feel things. And that's one of the reasons the track's special to me. And I think Millet can pull off that emotion and... That's that's another reason I'd like to see her cover it. I think she could pull off the same emotion you get from Onitsuka Chihiro. Yeah, I, it's very interesting that you picked this this track as well because I also think that Millet can pull it off. It's fairly similar. It's it's in the same wheelhouse, so to speak. So I I didn't I don't really see so much of a a difficult time to change it to make it her own, so to speak, for Millet. So. It's very interesting, to say the least. 
Yeah, no, I thought this was a great pick. And I mean, really, you know, listening to it, I, I feel like you could almost just slip this song in Millet's discography and not miss much of a beat. I, I think, uh, you know, it's really right in her wheelhouse. And uh, I, I could see her doing uh, this very much easily. So, yeah, I thought that was a good, I think I think this is a good pick. Thank you. All right. So uh, I guess I will go and I will start my choices for this week and first off uh i went with a song that on it's very near and dear to my heart it's it's one of my absolute favorites it's a classic and i just i love the song to death and it's uh change the world by v6 and i would love dice to cover it and i mean yeah it, it I think this song is right in Dice's wheelhouse. It's slightly older. I think Dice would probably pump the speed on it a, a little bit, but I, I think like they could really do it. And you know, Dice has a history of really you know doing a, a pretty wide range of genres. Like you know, they they can do like more of a pop rock, or they can do you know straight pop, and and you know they, they're pretty versatile. And change the world. It has a heavy rock feel. Um, like when I was ignorant, I always thought um, change the like V six was a rock band because of this song. It has several guitar breaks in it, and I just I always thought that was a rock band thing. And it, it never occurred to me. It's like, well, you need the guitar break so the 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 dancers can dance, you know. Um, and so, but for me, you know, this always just felt like a rock song in, in a way. And I, I think Dice has a couple of songs that really do that. Uh, Dreamin' On's got a lot of guitar in it as well. And so I think they could definitely pull off Change the World and I, give it like a modern uh, update to it. Just really put their, their spin on it and just really kill it. And I would love to see them do that. Yeah, no, I'm. I was very surprised that you picked this, and actually, makes a good fit for them. So, it's I, I just speed up the composition, and there you have it. It's it's fairly fairly good for the pump to handle. So, or not the pump dice. <laughs> I, I mean, the pump could do it too. That would be interesting. Yeah, like, I, I'm thinking the of the pump on the mine as well. As long as you get yeah. um Daichi, <laughs> Daichi out. So I, I agree. I actually think Dice would do a really good job covering Change the World. And I will say I'm glad you picked Change the World as well because re-listening to it was a treat. I forgot how much I love this track. But with Dice's vocals and with their harmonies, I think they would do such a fantastic job. And they could put their own flair on it too. I, I think they would add that more R&B-ish feel and I think that would still make it good like an R&B-ish pop. Oh yeah, most definitely. I could totally see them doing that, and yeah, like I, yeah, they, like I, I do. I think they have the the ability to really just make the song their own, and I think that at the end of the day, that's what you want in a good cover. Like, yeah, you want to pay homage to the original, but you also want to like make it your own. And and I think they could do it. I think they could bridge that gap really well. Um, my second, uh, my second song that I chose is a song that is very near and dear to my heart. I, I think it's probably the deepest cut that I went with for the day. And that was Arigato by Stereo Pony. 
Uh, this is my favorite song that Stereo Pony does. I, I love this song. It is a beautiful, moving ballad that just really is very emotional. Like there was uh, a period in my life where every time I heard this song, I would cry. Uh, it's just a very effective and moving song. And I, I think Little Glee Monster would be really, really good at covering the song. I think their strong vocals uh, with that composition, I think would really pair well. And I really think those girls could really knock it out of the park. They could almost do an acapella version of it. And I would love to hear that. I think that would be fantastic. Uh, because like I said, I, I think the, like this style, the, the the way the song originally is composed in, like it really fits Little Glee Monster. And I do think like they have the chops to really just sell this song and and really just elevate it to, to I mean, not that it needs elevating because it's an amazing song as is, but I think Little Glee Monster could really just do amazing things with this. Yeah, no, second point too. Like Little Glee Monster could do really, really good. I... Personally, I, I wish I could see just a little bit much more sped up composition, but I, I totally understand from your point as well, because this is a very vocal heavy track, and they are known to be doing their best work when the vocal heavy stuff is on the forefront. So I do agree with you there. But if I were to just change it from the original, just to spice it up, I would do a little bit speedier composition, so to speak. I could see that. I could totally see that. And I, I completely agree with Little Glee. I think they're a perfect choice for Arigato with 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 how vocal heavy the track is. And Stereo Pony does an amazing job. And I think Little Glee could easily cover it without a doubt and even add more vocals into it since how Little Glee is such a vocal heavy group in general. And I think they should spice it up and... I mean, maybe not like speed it up too much, but maybe make it like an more of what they call like an upper ballad that it still has those slow points, but you speed it up just enough to give it that upper ballad feel and then they could raise their vocals with it as well. So I think it'd be a neat spice to it. And I would I, I would love to see Lil Glee cover Arigato. Oh, yeah, no, I could totally see it because you're you're right, Luna. Uh, you don't want to put obviously too much speed on it, but you know I could totally see it like them doing like either an upper ballad or maybe changing this to a mid tempo song. Maybe um, they could they could totally pull that off there. So I do agree with that. Uh, my last song that I picked for this week is "Shonen Heart" by Homemade Kazaku, and uh, I think Ali would just really elevate this song and just make it something special. And I, I've really thought of, a, I think Ali could honestly tackle the song from three or four different ways. Uh, one of the things that I've always loved about Shonen Heart was always like the trumpets in the background. And, and they, 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 it does have like a light jazz uh, fluff to it. Obviously, it's a hip hop song, so it doesn't really lean too heavily into that. And I really think that Ali could really pull that out, you know, just like really jazz the song up as the saying goes and really just make it something special. And 
uh, you know, I've debated on whether or not there should be a, a guest vocalist uh, for the the rapping. I I would like to see the lead singer just cover the song as is. I think like if they just turn it into a a uh, song that he sings rather than raps. I, I like I could see them doing that. I think that would be really cool. They could also bring in a guest vocalist like Rude Alpha. I think Rude Alpha's rap style uh, would pair well with Ali. And I think it's pretty similar to Homemade Kazaku's rap style. It's not too radically different. So it, it would it, it would fit in. And so I, I think Rude Alpha could pull it off if, if they were to have a guest vocalist. I was going to say, basically... As much as I love Leo as the lead vocalist for Ali, I don't. This song is begging for the back and forth that Homemade Kazuko has. So, you would need a, a guest vocalist. I would. I would think, even if you were to change it into a jazz style track, you would need that back and forth that Homemade Kazuko does implement in a lot of their songs. For for, I think Rude Alpha is a great pick if you were to do a. A guest vocalist. I also think Sodane is also a really good, interesting one that you can kind of play off of because of just the differencing in vocal styles that both Leo has and Sodane has. So, yeah, Sodane is a great choice. I didn't think of him, so I'm glad you threw him out there. Yeah, I think he would also be a good pick. Yeah, so this was a very interesting pick, and I'm glad you picked Shonen Heart because it's been ages since I've actually listened to this, or Homei Kazoku in general. So, and I, I do agree with Ken about the, and you about the bringing in like a, either a backup vocalist or even a backup rapper, and, you know, just as like a guest, I mean, as I think the bat, like, like the, I love the back and forth that Homemade Kazoku does. And I feel like that's what makes the track. So without it, it would lose its momentum. And but and I think Sorane and Rudolph are both good choices. I mean, I'm trying to think of who else I would even throw out there. But I mean, I think those two are good. I, I think Sky High would be kind of interesting because of his unique rap and vocal style. But I don't know if he could really fit in that jazz. But I would like to see him try it. And I think this would be a interesting way to do that. Or even Shota Shimizu, I think, would be a very interesting pick. Just because he can do good vocals and he can also do rap. And I think him and Leo would have a really interesting back and forth. I would just say I would love to hear Ali cover this, especially with how soulful they are and jazzing it up, I think would be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, no, uh... I, I actually completely forgot about Sky High. Uh, uh, now, like Sky High, I, I can't believe I keep forgetting about that guy. But yeah, no, I, I think you had a lot of good points, Luna. And So I guess I'll move on to mine. So before I go into my list, Gray, have you listened or known any of these songs that I put on my list beforehand? Uh, Lovers Again. Uh, I was familiar with it. I think I listened to it a, uh, a long time ago. I remember liking it. The other two, no. No, no, no. I never heard them. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, I, I'm glad they you picked are, them. They are traditional songs in our generation. That's why. Specifically, yeah. Specifically our generation. So. But my first pick was Lovers Again by Exile. And I would want Syrup to cover it. 
I think Syrup would be a fantastical job handling this track, especially with his vocal range. It's just in that sweet spot that both vocalists, Exile Atsushi and Takahiro has. They wouldn't really need to change too much in terms of composition, as he could probably do it in the same vein, because Syrup is, as we know, a very versatile vocalist and kind of could do anything that comes his way. If he did have to make it, I would just tweak the composition just slightly to have a little bit much more softer softer composition overall or softer acuteness overall. Kind of like if I know this will probably be for you, Luna, kind of like how Benny did with her version of Lovers Again. So Yes, yes. I, I agree with that. I think that would be very interesting. And I love Benny's version. And I like what she did with it, you know, with the composition and added that softer attribute. I also like she did it in English because she completely switched it up. Uh, But I think Syrup is the perfect choice. I mean, like you stated with his vocal range. And I think him tweaking that composition to like his style would be amazing. And I would love to see him cover this. I just and I can picture it, too. And that's the one thing I love. And I freaking love Lovers again. This is like one of my favorite Exile tracks. It probably is my favorite Exile track, to be honest. Yeah, no, I'm glad you picked Lovers again because it's been a long time since I heard it. And yeah, this is a wonderful track. It's really, really good. And I could totally see Sir covering this. I I think he could do an amazing job with it. Uh, My my thing is, is I would really like him to do it in his style because the song, like the Exile version of the song is is pretty poppy it, it's got like all that that little pop flair to it and i really would that like little, him to, that just that slight little dance flair yeah yeah in just, just a little bit yeah and and not that there's anything wrong with that but for syrup to cover it and to do it right he would he would i would want him to mellow it out a bit and kind of just yeah, you know do yeah. like a chill version of the song i think like he could if he did that, like, ooh, man, this would be an amazing track. So, I think th- that would... you should really listen to Benny's version of this track, right? Because, like, a, even a, like a little bit slower than how Benny has it would be absolutely fantastic for her. Yeah, and I, I plan on doing that after the show because I do want to check out Benny's version. Uh, I didn't know she had a version, but I'm eager to check it out because yeah, this is a great song. This is a wonderful songs and. Yeah, uh, like one of my yeah. favorites. <laughs> uh, you picked a good one. Okay, with that, let's continue on to my next track. It is Kona Yuki by Nemi Oremen. And I would like to have official Higedondism handle this song. Now, tonally, this would be so, so different. So this is when I kind of took the range. Uh, how I did it, my three songs that I ch- decided to do is I'm going to pick someone who is very similar style. The second one will be very tonally different. And the third one will be completely out of left field, I think, because I did a genre or I did a, a gender sweat for my last song. So Totally, I know it'd be very, very different because the song originally, Konya Yuki, was a very emotionally heavy song. But I think that vocalist Kitoshi Fujihara vocally can handle this very, very well. And to match official style, you can just have it in a similar upbeats composition, kind of like I Love. 
while it would be kind of jarring to hear it in that style, I think it would work in their favor overall if they were to cover it like that compared to trying to match the original style, so to speak. So I agree. I couldn't see officially Hige done as a matching Uremiro men's style like like that just because when you hear Konayuki you hear the emotions you hear you know the slowness of it and I just can't see official Hige doing that but I do I do think the lead uh Kitoshi Fujihara would vocally wise yes and speeding it up I agree I think it work very well to official Hige's flavor and that way it would give it their it would they would make it their own and I feel like if they made it their own it would work perfect yeah because if they tried to cover it directly like you said it would just be really awkward and i feel like it would fall very flat so but i would love to hear them completely rework it and do something different uh yeah no i don't know i could kind of see them doing the song uh, i wouldn't say beat for beat uh they'd obviously add the official hige flair to it but yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. To to me, this isn't that. I mean, it, it's different. Don't get me wrong, but it's not insanely different. And I really think uh, they could pull it off. I I think they have the range that they could do this song. Uh, but it would be interesting to see one way or the other. Like I'd be I'd be interested to see if they could pull off something very similar to this. But uh, if they went and ran a different direction with it i think that too would be pretty interesting to see and uh i i'd be happy either way yeah no 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 yeah i've totally i can see your guys's especially yours is gray i can see that they they could do it both ways to make it their own style so to speak but lastly i did a genre artist whip or not genre, gender artist swept with this. And I had Hitomi o Dojite by Ken Hirai, which is a very important song for me. And I would have Anyo, good old Anyo, to cover this song. Out of all the songs, I think this would probably be the easiest. <laughs> and I'm not really surprised why she hasn't done so, because both artists has worked with each other previously in Ken Hirai's song Kaibutsu, I believe. The only switch that I would do for the track is in Aimeo Chong Charm, I would have the composition completely covered in guitar instead of piano and just have it the acoustic flair from that, kind of just to match her style. So, so yeah, I could easily see Aimeo covering Hitomi Otojite, and I forgot how much I love this song. I haven't heard it in a while, and I actually haven't listened to Hirai Ken in a while, but... Aimeon would fit it vocally very well. And I I think it would be neat for her to cover because I could see her and Ken Hirai working on it together and actually doing the composition together and possibly arranging it to help Aimeon add her own charm and make it her own. So I would love to see this. And like you said, with the to have like an acoustic, I think that would be really nice. I think it would put that special Aimeon flair with it. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad you picked this song. This is a gorgeous song. And uh, I I will say up front that I think Aimeon's got the vocal chops for this. But I, I'm, I don't know if I'm sold on an acoustic version of this song yet. Uh, and the only reason I would say that is the piano 
is so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, don't piano, know. The piano really makes it work for the song. But yeah, and I, I completely understand too. But to yeah. make it its own thing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And, and obviously, if, if Aimeon was the one singing it, she'd have to swap the composition because it would be weird for her to sing a piano focused song. That, that's really not her thing and that's not what she does. But oh my God, the piano is just so, so damn beautiful. I just, it, it's hard for me to divorce that from the song. And, 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 I'm like I'm I'm trying to envision the the acoustic version of this and I'm just I'm struggling. Maybe it's cuz I just heard it earlier today for the first time. Mm. Yeah. And, and I just I fell in love with that piano. Like I said, I yeah. think Ion's got the vocal range for it. And and I do think she'd be a good pick. They have worked together in the past. I think, you know, it's not I I think this is a very interesting selection that you did do. You know, if she did do a, a an acoustic composition for it, like I, I would be eager to see how it turned out. Yeah, mostly because the other prior versions of covers of this song sped up the composition with like a like a synthesized piano or a keyboard piano, and I think to just make it totally different from everything else, I would think you would have the guitar in that. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and like I said, like it would be weird for her to sing a composition that is this piano focused heavy. Uh, she, mm. she, her style is most better. Not a phrase. It is the it, it is, is the it's it is the girl with the guitar thing. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> yeah, God, my words yeah. are failing me. But yes, yes. Yeah, and it would be interesting to see her covered. I mean, we've had a lot of great covers of it. Like I actually like Benny's cover of it. I thought mm-hmm. she did a good job, and I liked her flair. And I loved Ayaka's cover of Hitomi Otojite as well. And Aimeon kind of fits a little bit in a wheelhouse with Ayaka. So that, you know, vocal-wise in a way, and also even some music-wise, like style-wise. Style so I think it would be very interesting, you know, to see how Aimeon would do it and put her own flair on it. So with that, I kind of want to mix it up between all three of us. So I, I, it seems like I was the only one that kind of thought on their heels to switch the gender. So if you guys could pick one song out of all your picks, who would you gender swap the artist to and which artist would it be? Let's have you, Luna. So I think actually De Pomp covering Tora 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 by Max would be extremely interesting. Just because De Pomp fits that style already they do occasionally do that dance music like that and i would actually love to see them do it i think it would be fun and i'd like to see them dance to it too i think it would be very befitting of their style yeah no it'd be very interesting and it is in their wheelhouse as well so i i kind of want i would like to see them to tackle that again for uh the pump doing tour yeah it it i don't think i can add too much to what you guys said but yeah this seems to be pretty much in the pump's wheelhouse i think they could add their own flair to it and their um, bombast as it were and uh, really mix it up there so yeah I could totally see that uh, for my pick I'm actually going to do uh, I think Masaki I would like to see Masaki Suda's take on Arigato uh, I, I think he's an amazing vocalist and uh, I think that he can match the original beat for beat so uh, I, I think he would um, swap out the composition a little bit, uh, maybe do something a little bit 
different with the composition, but I mm-hmm. I think he could he could kill that song. Just I I really think he's got the vocals to do it, and I would love to see his take on it. Yeah, I think he would change the composition just a little bit to have it a bit more R and B style. Yeah, and it would yeah. be kind of interesting to kind of see that. Oh, I I completely agree. I think it would be very interesting to see Masaki Suda tackle that, um, especially with his vocal range. Yeah. So for mine, <laughs> I'm gonna go totally 180 on a on this particular track. So I'm gonna pick Konyayuki, and I'm gonna have it being covered by Bandmaid. Totally, it'll be so much different because they are much more high energy rock band compared to both Official Hige and Nemio Roman. So. It'd be very interesting to see how they tackle that, and I would love to see how they would. I would love to see Bandmade cover Kona Yuki, and because I love how heavy Bandmade is, and it would be so interesting to see them do this, like turn it into more of a high-ish energy. I wouldn't want them to actually completely do their high energy. I'd like to have them slow it down, but make it really heavy, and I think it'd be really good. Uh, yeah, no, this would be, uh, I, I mean, th- it would be a much different song if Band Man got a hold of it because, uh, I mean, they are a high energy rock band, but uh, I think they could do take it in a very interesting place and uh, it would be pretty cool to see what, what they could do with it. Yeah, that's for darn sure. Oh yeah, so with that, let's continue on to this week's Music Kona here, and I have the lovely chance to introduce to you guys the lovely three-member rock band, Ankh. So they got their start back in 2015, and holding on to the theme of enjoying every day with all your mistakes and regrets of the past, as it will give you a hint to live your present straight, this group looks to break the norm by creating songs that just tear down the wall of genres. They kind of do that with the high-energy melodic composition that is amazingly paired with vocalist and bassist Maya Miki and relax and comforting vocal range. This is also done with the lyrics, that, which is majorly done by the drummer Ogo, who kind of eases the listeners into a nostalgic blend of bands of yesteryear. Songs like New Punk and Dice, Dasai Uta really hypes up the composition and gets them has you kind of go up and do anything with that energy and kind of screams of the bands of the mid-aughts or the mid-teens, so to speak. And one of the things that Maya Miki does very, very well with that skill is not having her vocals kind of overpower the melody. And it kind of makes it seem like you need one or the other to kind of make it jive. If one overpowers it, it kind of just doesn't really work in my mind. Which is unfortunate because you don't really have many bands as a light that kind of seem to accomplish that too much. It's usually one or the other sometimes. And, you know, while they always don't have high energy tracks, they also have tracks like Boku no Shiawase, which has a much more softer and a more emotional side to Mayamiki. And it kind of shows when they need to be, they can actually mix it up as well. So... What do you guys think about this? I know that we had talked about it. So what about you, Luna? I I actually really liked Ankh. And the first song that you played for me, I freaking fell in love with. And that was New Punk. I I found it very unique. It was fun. I loved Mayumiki's vocals in it. 
And going back and listening to a lot of their other tracks, it I could not believe how deep her vocals go early on. I was just like, holy cow. And I I love that about them. And they I like that they had the punk rock feel. Like they weren't completely punk. But I like that there's some of their songs were a lot shorter too, like punk bands. But I love the feel they gave off. I think Itoshi Koite is was one of my favorites. And I thought their new album, Iki Chaoze, was fantastic. Because, I mean, New Punk was on it. And then I really like Soradake and Sukina Hito To Warate Taiyo. I thought that song was fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, but I love that they really do keep you energized. And all their tracks flow so well together. And I think it's because of the composition. But I greatly enjoyed them because they put like a good fun in my week and I feel like they give you a good feeling too like this I'm trying to think of how to explain it I mean I think they they for like listeners they make it a lot of fun like you have fun listening to their music and the melodies and the vocals and how everything blends together so and I love that their high energy tracks aren't like super in your face they're just that amount of energy you want and need in a rock band yeah no uh, this is a wonderful group to listen to and i had a lot of fun just checking them out honestly i didn't i didn't even think that the lead vocalist was a female because i mean she has pretty deep vocals and uh it's pretty impressive but uh, I love the energy. I love the attitude that they, they bring to a lot of their, their numbers. And they do have pretty good wide range. I would mistake them for a punk band, but I un- I understand that they're not. But they still have a really solid pump, uh, punk-ish sound on a lot of their tracks. So if that's something you're looking for, it's definitely something to keep in mind. But yeah, no, I had a lot of fun with them, and I'm really glad you picked them. Uh, I, I, I would... I'm very eager to see what they do next, and uh, I'm looking forward to their next release. And New Punk is is really rad. That's a that's a really freaking good song. Yes, I'm glad you guys liked them. I was very very sure that this this would probably be a hit, just kind of knowing how all three of us are. So I wasn't really too worried about it all too much. Apparently, Anka has two EPs. Soko Niwa. Omakiri Ari Aruka Rena and Tomada Nai Zensei Data that was released back in 2017 and 18, respectively. They also have three singles, which are all released back last year in 2020. They also have two mini albums, Datsu and Ikiru Koto wa Ongaku, which was released in 2015 and 16 respectively, with their latest album, Iki Kichao Dose, that was released back on the 14th of this month. So be sure to check out their official website, their Twitter and Instagram on our website, and also that we I did include New Punk on there, so I'm glad that you guys really liked them. So well, let's look forward to their lovely career in the future and this probably was a for a good pick great kickoff on my end so to speak i agree i'm gonna be looking forward to their future releases yeah i'm glad you picked them bud thank you so much uh i had a blast checking them out thank you yep 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 
So with that, let's continue on to the Orkanier and <laughs> oh boy, it's uh, something. Yeah, it's a very interesting week. But yeah, let's start with number 10. It is Step in a Step by Need You. The, the least said about it, the better in my point of view. <laughs> but this week I saw the lovely 25,552 points here. It was mostly probably because of the number one song. Spoilers there. So, uh, let's continue on to number nine, which is the only new song for this week, which is Hajimari wa Kimi no Soda by good old Liea. And they are from Love Live. So, this is a new group within the Love Live universe. So, as our resident Love Live person, Luna, how did you like this group? I freaking loved it. And I wanted to say something else instead of freaking loved it because that's how much I loved it. I mean, they're not my favorite Love Live group. However, this was definitely my favorite single of the week. And I think Layla did a fantastic job with Hajimari wa Kimi no Sora. I mean... I love the whole single in general, but I think, I mean, this was a solid track. Their vocals were good. Their harmonies. And I need to watch that new Love Lives now. I need to watch it because I love this. And this is the reason I always look forward to Love Live is all their, all their like, a lot of, most of their lead tracks are fantastic. And Hajimari wa Kimi no Sora just is one of the reasons for that. I mean, it was a lot of fun and... I I highly I highly recommend it. Just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what more to say. I just it makes me want to watch Love Live again, which is what I want. You know, it, when a track makes you want to watch an anime, that's a big deal, and that's what Layla did for me and Hajimari no uh, Hajimari wa Kimi no Sora did. So yeah, no, this was a wonderful track, and honestly, I got like. Uh, Muse Star Dash vibes from this radically different songs but like I don't know same mood same like feeling about it like it's just it's a lovely track uh, Hajimari wa Kimi no Sora is a lovely track and it's a lot of fun and I, I did I wound up liking this I added it to my library I, I hit the plus sign and um, it, it was a pretty uh, love at first listen almost. I, I was like, this is a really freaking good song. So I, I'm with you, Luna. This is this is great. Would it make you want to watch the new season, Gray? Uh, possibly. I mean, I, I started originally. I started watching like the original, and I kind of got busy, and I never kept watching it. But uh, I would love to pick up a modern Love Live and, you know, see what it's about. And yeah, I mean, if the music's this good, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I think I could see myself watching it. Uh, Rayla is pretty, pretty solid group overall. Yeah, the AR was really good with their debut single here. So, Hajimari wa Kimi no Soda. Well,. Uh, it still has the, the trappings of the typical anime idol songs here that we have encountered in the past. I'm not going to give it too much of a flack because it, this is their debut. So that that's the only nick I will give it. It is a very strong debut nonetheless. So 
Regardless, Hajimari wa Kimi no Sora sold a lovely 27,032 points. And going on up to number 8, it is U Usewa by Ado. Nothing more we can say here. Continuing on to uh, this week, it sold a lovely 27,789 points. Going on up to number 7, it is Dynamite by BTS. What's very interesting is we have two BTS songs on here, so that's that's fairly interesting in my eyes. I thought with with Film Out on here that it would dominate, but Diamondite still shows some legs here. And this week it sold a lovely 28,703 points. And going on up to number six, it is Wasude Na by Awesome City Club. I've been seeing it on social media, so that's been keeping that song alive pretty much so here and this week it sold a lovely 28,825 points going on up to number five it is Yoruni Kakeru by Yael Sobi not much we can say here it's been over a year now since the track has appeared continuously on the charts here so congratulations to Yael Sobi and this week it sold a lovely 31,182 points and continuing on up to number 4, it is Dry Flower by Yudi. Not much we can say here. I am very anticipating to whatever Yudi has cooked up for an album. So there's that much to say the least. And this week it sold a lovely 32,078 points. Going on up to number 3, it is Kaibutsu and Yasashi Suisei by Yoel Sobi. This week, it sold a lovely 41,469 points. Once again, I can't wait to see how the international crowd is going to react to it because Baystar should be airing pretty soon. And continuing on up to number two, it is Film Out by BTS. You guys didn't really change your tunes from, from Film Out, right? Nope. I, I still really enjoy the track. I mean, it's not my favorite bts ballad but i think it's solid and i'm really glad that it that it's still on there uh yeah I, my feelings really haven't changed i mean it, it's it's okay I, I am more lukewarm on it i don't think it's a bad song by any particular manner but it's, i just wasn't crazy about it but yeah it's yeah. pretty solid and I'm, I'm glad to see it still here uh so in you, you know it, it's interesting that yeah they double build on this week so uh eager to see what happens next week yeah, and I've been talking to the the casual listeners as of late and to to kind of see how the commenters like this song. And my cousin who's kind of a BTS fan, I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't know if she's part of the army, but I think she's in the know so to speak of what makes them great and she really liked the song, so Wait, regardless, filmed out sold a lovely 43,623 points. And going on up to number one, it is Take a Picture Slash Pop and Shaken by Need You. <laughs> so, this is the physical releases of the previously digital release tracks. And listening to it overall did not change my opinion on neither songs what about you guys well in a way it did in a way it didn't so i think take a pit take a picture killed like was 
just obliterated me that it made Pop and Shaken seem like a way better track. And I remember I did not like Pop and Shaken when it first came out, just the digital one. I didn't care for it at all. It was that there's this weird background and a composition. However, after I listened to Take a Picture, then Pop and Shaken, I like Pop and Shaken way better. And unfortunately, Pop and Shaken did what it was supposed to do and get stuck in your head. And I don't want it being stuck in my head. And every time I hear it in my head, I just want to hit myself in the head. <laughs> but I will, I, I just don't care for them. But I honestly think Take a Picture is the least of, or let's just, let me put it this word it this way. Pop and Shaken is the better of the two for me. But in general, I just think, I, I really wanted to like Need You, but this made me not like Need You. Yeah, no, I I wasn't crazy about either one of these. Uh, last week, I really went my two cents on Take a Picture, and I like I've I've listened to Pop and Shaken, and uh, you know, by comparison, I'm like Pop and Shaken is a better song than Take a Picture, but I, I still not in love with it, and and you know, I I think it just kind of goes back to what we talked about last week, where. I, I just don't think this is a group that's for me. I, I, I'm not the target audience that this group is going for. And I, I, that's just all I, I can think really say is, about it. This is a group that isn't for us. It's the painful brute that we're not in that generation anymore. And let's just say this much. If Let me bring this, this question to the two of you. Which... <laughs> and I really hate to frame it this way because we do have a enough releases to kind of judge both groups. Which one would you prefer? Need you or is one? Because uh... I know the three of us aren't really a fan of both. <laughs> but if you had to pick one and probably recommend one <laughs> need you so I, for... I, go on luna oh no you, you go you started okay uh yeah no i would do need you i, I to me personally personal taste i i find is one to be almost insufferable and need you as much as i don't like them i i don't think they're insufferable i think they're pretty talented overall they're just not mm. for me so mm-hmm. I, I think Niju is the the superior of the two groups. I, I think they're pretty competent vocalists. Uh, they harmonize really well, and you know they, they know what they're doing. Uh, well, is one I I don't know what they're doing, and I I, I get the feeling like sometimes they don't know what they're doing, and that that to me just says no. Nah, I would I would I would do Niju easily. So for me, I feel like I haven't listened to Is One enough of Is One's discography to really say much. I've listened to What's in the Oricon and I didn't care for any of them at all. Like I didn't even hit the plus sign on any. At least with Niju, I've listened to enough that I ha I can have a steady opinion on them. I mean, I think they're great vocalists. Composition wise, it's not for me. And it's, I really do think it's a generation thing, but I did like Make You Happy. So I can say at least there's one Need You song that I do like, but with 
is one I never found that track that I liked, but I also haven't listened to enough to judge them. And I feel like I can't really judge based off of it unless I really go back and re-listen to them. And then I feel like I, 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 I would need to do that. I also think is because is one hasn't been in the limelight as of late. And that's because of the nature of what they are between the two of them. So the, the whole trend of, Japanese and Korean girl groups now and just groups in general because of their working relationship with the music industry. This experiment has been very interesting to kind of see this unfold. Uh, we are, I am going to go for three for three. I am going to pick Niju out of the two of them. You are right, Gray. It is because I can respect what they're doing even though it's not for me. Is one we slightly tapped on this whenever there was a release for them. It's they don't know what they want and they are basically a K group, a K pop group that is just singing in Japanese. And I know we've got dinged about that specific comment in the past, but I firmly believe that's what it is. It's because. Is one really thinks that they could have that Korean style and just sing in Japanese and that would be it. While with Niju, I don't I don't think they go to the Korean brand. I think this is specifically a a Japanese only band. Let me kinda double check that real fast, but I, I believe that my assumption is correct. Yeah, I think it's mostly because they only spend time in Japan and not trying to double dip so to speak not like how is one is doing and i think that helps them out a little bit more do you you guys understand no i (laughs) know i do understand no and no i i do agree um i really do think that's what um niju has going from them and with is one i completely see your point on that as well it's just I felt I I do remember when we did listen to them. It always felt off. There was always something off about Is One. At least Niju, it's more of a generation thing. Because I mean, I I think they're very befitting and they're very talented, and they do know what they're doing. Because I mean, look at their sales. Whereas like Is One, they they kind of just fell off again. Yeah, uh, I I don't know what more I could really add that I haven't already said. But it, it what you said makes sense. And yeah, Niju definitely does have more of a Japanese presence. And uh, yeah, it's like when was the last time is is one even had a release? It's it's been a while. But I also think that's because of the nature we are in, because they both yeah. need the Japanese and Korean girls to be here, while the Korean girls could probably just live here for it for is one because they only deal with Japan, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 They're 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 a um, Japanese market only. I'm fairly certain. Yeah. Well, with is one, they go, they go back yeah. and forth. Yeah. 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 Is one because is one had a Korean album not too long ago. Yeah. So it it could be just that that they probably wanted to come here, uh, come to the Japanese side a lot more, but couldn't because of the 
just the nature of how everything was. <laughs> yeah. And that makes sense too, you know, so right now they're sticking to their home base and then probably once things start settling again, they'll, I, I have a feeling they'll come back to Japan. It'll be interesting if their style changes or if they're going to keep it with the same they've been doing. It would I honestly be very can't see them changing, but... Yeah, I don't personally. I don't see that as well. Like I've I've given is one a bunch of chances and they failed on all marks every single time I've done it. But it would be very interesting if both of them have a release against each other because one is going is is pretty much the forty eight system versus JYP. So be very interesting nonetheless to see that. Oh, I agree. I think that would be a very very interesting thing. That way, I. I feel like if I listen to one and then the other, it'll also give me an idea, like, of really of how their styles are different and what one's doing better than the other, you know? Because you can tell from how much we've listened that we do feel like there's one that's done better than the other. And it'd be neat to see them do this together at the same time, like have two songs in the chart, you know, each have a release in the charts. Yeah. But I just wanted to poke your guys' brains for a bit for that. Let's continue on to the album side real fast, and this is very interesting because number 10 is an Inca singer. It is Aya Shimazu, so that's very interesting that a album that isn't, you know, Kiyoshi Kawa on here, and we get to see yep. that as much. So, at number 10 here, we got BTS with B at number 9. Stray Sheep still selling strong at number 8, so you got Treasure for Step. Surprised. Going down just a bit at number seven, we got Astro, All Yours, Astro's Volume 2, so that's probably a, just by looking at the title and not knowing too much digging information there, that this is probably a Korean group. So, you got The Book by Yasobi at number five, you got <laughs> A Ballads 2 by Ayumi Hanasaki, so congratulations to her, she is now the number one female artist to have consecutive albums in the top 10 so congratulations to her i'm so happy for her i just wish that hit number one yep but you'll you'll know why why it didn't hit number one in a little oh, bit oh i know and i did buy a copy though i should have bought two copies <laughs> but number three one last kiss by utara hikaru or hikaru utara, utara came out here I have my vinyl version, so it was me getting that money out. So good for me on that. It's, it's absolutely beautiful, so if you guys have a chance. But at number three, so we also have a various album mix of Idol, uh, Idolish. It, it's all under the theme of that Bandai Namco game of the Husband. Idolish so. 7, that's what, yeah. what it is. Idolish 7, so the Husbandos are striking back. <laughs> So, continuing on to number one, it is lovely Cho Tokyo by Equals Me Iki by Equals Me or not Equals Me. So, this is the second group that is produced by Reno Sashihara of AKB fame. And I've been hearing the rumblings of this for a little bit. So congratulations for her. She is making her way into the industry very much so. Very well for transitioning from equals loves to not equals me. So I can't wait to see a single release by it so we can actually divulge more information about this. 
I, I agree, because I, I might try to see if I can find it, because I would like to check this out, actually. But yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this episode of Ungaku Do You. You can check out our all of us on the social media programs on Twitter and Instagram at Ongaku Do You. You can check out uh, the website where we talk about the Japanese music industry releases and news a little bit more in depth at ongakudoyou.com. You can follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter. He is a variety streamer who just painstakingly went through Final Fantasy VIII and is going through Persona 2 right now. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out our other affiliate, TimberTaff, who is a variety streamer as well. He was going through Kingdom Hearts and robbed me of my level 1 only run. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who's going hardcore into that Monster Hunter Rise. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out our other affiliate, Fangirl Has No Name. She is a variety streamer in and of herself, and she is going through Final Fantasy VII Remake. If you do go visit her, do not spoil anything about the original Seven. She doesn't even know about the major spoilers between Sephiroth and Eris, so... That's very interesting. <laughs> that is impressive. I don't know how in the world you don't know that if you haven't been on the internet yeah, she's, in the past 10 years. She's older than all of us. She's in her late 30s, and she doesn't know that. So. Yeah, I was like, I don't know how you missed it. I mean, more power to her. Uh, but, man, I, I had that spoiled for me three years before I even picked up the game. So, <laughs> it's like I, I've known for a long time, but yeah. But yeah, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that me, Fangirl, Kyo, and Timber do called Podosaurus. We had a lovely giggle of good times this past episode as we talked about, once again, Final Fantasy VIII, the lovely PlayStation games that we bought off our PS3 because that is going on, and the lovely internet rabbit hole of rules. If you understand what I'm talking about. Oh, and goofy lore for some strange reason. But you can check out all that by looking up Karyu Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, on all podcast streaming services. You can find me on Twitter at OTYKen1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboco Herobo, and the MLB, because I am so happy that MLB is back. Where can we find you, Luna? You can find me on several of the social medias, such as Twitter, my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, and Letterboxd, where you can check out what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, my cat, and what I have recently bought, because I got a whole bunch of crap in the mail, and also Nerdy Collector Luna on Instagram. And where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter, I don't got Gray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. Just re-picked up World Trigger yesterday. And I've uh, been really enjoying that again because I finally want to watch season two. So um, if you want my two cents, just follow me there. But yeah, once again, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ungakadu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you have a great rest of your week. Jamatane. And this is great. Hope everyone has a wonderful week and we'll be right back here next time. Bye bye.